Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Keep Right On podcast. Uh, it's recording down a Wednesday and we finally got some big, big news to uh, to react to. Wayne Rooney has been appointed Birmingham City manager on a three and a half year contract, replacing outgoing head coach John Eustace. We're going to be pretty much talking exclusively about that, I think, for the next 40, 45 minutes or whatever this, this turns out to be. Um before before we do another recording later this week, uh, reacting to, to Wayne Rooney's press conference. But first and foremost, Brian, um, just give me your take on it because we expected it. You know, it's the worst kept secret in football, but it is a very, very, very big deal. Alex, you promised me you were going to say waza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, well, you say finally. Um, it's been two days since we've had some big news out yeah. of Blue. So yesterday was quite a slow news day, wasn't it? It is yeah. absolutely uh, the world's worst kept secret in football, and and when I say the word the world, I do mean the world. You know, Tom Wagner and his positive page impressions will will be through the roof on this one. Um, so, listen, I, I tweeted out earlier that uh, I've gone from from really you know annoyed and grumpy about the John Eustace thing on Monday to being actually quite energised and excited about this, and and I guess. You know, I guess that's exactly what uh, what what Wagner and and Gary Cook want, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think we'll we'll come on to it a little bit later. I think we've we've all got to get behind Wayne Rooney and the coaching staff now, and and hopefully they can continue the good work at the start of the season. Um, I think it's 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 difficult to to judge Wayne Rooney to be honest. I know he's I know he's had two spells as manager. I know he comes to Blues with more managerial experience than John Hughes had when he first arrived. Um, you know, he's had three years in total if you if you count the the time at Derby and, and also DC United without without a break as well, because he went straight from Derby to DC. Um, you know, it hasn't quite been, you know, electrifying at those two clubs. I think that's fair to say. You know, Derby was a very difficult situation. DC United aren't one of the big hitters in in the in MLS. Um, and they missed out on the playoffs this year. So that, you know, resulted in Rooney really leaving. But, you know, it's so hard to judge him. We can't really judge him yet. He's, he's now got the opportunity. He's obviously been craving and wanting that he comes to a championship team that is capable, we think, of of challenging for, for the playoffs, I'd say. You know, we've said that a few times this season. Blues are sixth. You know, let, let's not forget. So um, this is the acid test for Rooney, I suppose, of, of his managerial credentials. Um, has he got what it takes? We'll, we'll soon find out. Capable of challenging for, for a playoff spot doing what they were doing under John Eustace. Uh, now, you know, we've, we've been pouring over statements all week, really, haven't we? Mm. First the first the announcement for, that, that John Eustace had, had moved on, then the explanation in inverted commas letter from, from Gary Cook, um, in which, you know, there, there were a lot of sort of stylistic comments made uh, regarding stuff like playing with, with no fear. Now, if, uh, if Rooney's told them or they've told Rooney that he has to go and play you know no fear attacking really open football then you know I'm I can't lie Alex I'm, I'm gonna say I wonder if this Blues team will finish in the top six doing that um, but again we'll probably come on to the play, playing style as well um, but yeah what what can we take from his from his previous record I'm not sure we can take a huge amount can no. we because Derby was an uh, it was a really specific set of circumstances. Yeah, I think what we can take from the Derby spell is that from speaking to people who watch that team, and obviously we have a little bit of knowledge because you know we watch Championship regularly as well. 
um, that he came, was one of the few people, you know, to come out of that situation with real credit, I think. You know, he, he sided with the Derby fans against the ownership, said all the right things, came across very well. And, you know, they had massive issues in terms of players. I was looking at the other day and that he used, I think, in the final season around 40 players because there were so many issues. You know, he was having to promote youngsters probably before they were ready. Um, a lot of injury problems. You know, Christian Bielik was one of those players missing for, for most of that season as well. Um, and also players who their contracts had run out and they couldn't extend them because of the financial situations. So, um, yeah, it's it's so hard to judge him. You know, he's, he's one of that kind of, that clutch of, you know, brilliant England players. You know, do you think Gerard Lampard probably go into that as well? Those two haven't quite made it at managerial level yet, although that's hard to say given Lampard has managed Chelsea twice. Um, but, you know, those two are, are probably struggling to get, to get to get jobs like Blues and, you know, in that kind of bracket at the moment. Whereas Rooney's got this now perfect opportunity to to put put himself forward and, and say, you know, that I was a great player and yes, I can be a great coach as well. Yeah, difference between coach and manager, which we'll come on to. But um mm. yeah, listen, he's it's it's a good gig now, isn't it? it you know, and you yeah. would not you would not have said that about the Birmingham City job for, for the previous ten years. Um they've they've got you know, clearly got very, very, very forward-thinking owners um, yeah. who've, who've publicly said in, in all of their statements that, that, that Rooney's going to be given backing. Um, they've got ideas about how they want the team, indeed the whole club, to play football. And and there's still a lot of talk about as about the the bigger, wider project, you know, the city of Birmingham as well as, mm-hmm. you know, I keep, I keep terming it. Um, so Rooney had a, a tough, a tough job to do at uh, at Derby. A, you know, pretty difficult job to do at DC United. I don't think DC United are, you know, one one of the sort of the blue chip franchises mm. to borrow an American phrase, are they? This one is a good opportunity, you know, it really is a if not a blank canvas, you know, then then he's got lots of paints to paint with it, paint on it, hasn't he? And and I, you know, I think it, this is where we'll find out about Wayne Rooney. Yeah, because I'm an absolute sad act. I was I was actually looking and watching an interview that he gave on Monday Night Football um, towards the end of his time at Derby last night. And uh, he basically said that, you know, he wants an opportunity to have a club in the championship that can have a real go at winning promotion so that he can, over two or three years, so he can show what he's about. And, you know, he's been given a, a three and a half year contract. He's got a team that is packed with quality, really. I, I know we've got it. Blues have got injury issues, but it is packed with quality, a squad that's better than Blues have had for, I think last time we were on this podcast, I said probably, you know, a decade. So um, I think all the tools are there, you know, everything's there for him. Um, and I know Tom Wagner alluded to that in his statement that, you know, this is an opportunity that that Wayne has wanted. So they're going to clearly back him in, in January um, and in the summer, if it takes that as well next year. So um, yeah, it's, it's a perfect perfect blank canvas as you say for him to come in and build on the good work that's been done but also implement a playing style that's going to entertain fans and entertain the owners and you know make blue stand out in the championship 
Yeah, I just want to say there's loads of comments coming in, and, and we, we will do a section at the, towards the end of the podcast uh, where, where we're taking we're discussing people's takes and, and answering questions like that. So do bear with us when we're not ignoring you. Just want want to, it's it's not he hasn't got everything he needs. I don't think you know there still are issues around the training ground. Mm. Um, unfortunately, the fan base is not fractured, but there's there's a there's a lot of differing opinions now in 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 what was a largely unified fan base. So I think one of the pressures he's going to have to have is you know it's going to have to be good from the start, isn't it, to mm. to get everyone back on board again because there just has been a little bit. The, just it's just come apart a little bit. This sort of that sense of unity over the over the last weekend, um, and if if you look at some of the games that he's got coming up, you know it really it's it's hard from that point of view. You know, Middlesbrough away, I think uh, they they play Southampton as well. Alex, don't they? Those the, the first yeah. five games are are pretty tough. Um, so it, it, yes, yes, he's got. On one side of the, of the equation, he's got a lot of lot of things going for him. Indulgent owners who who are gonna back their man. On the other side of things, that there is, you know, there's there's people to be convinced. And, you know, not not least, not least, and most importantly, the Blues fans, and you know, largely irrelevantly, but media as well, I guess. Who, who you know will I think the world of football will be looking to see how how Wayne Rooney does because this is the, as much as it's key to Birmingham City. This is the next part of the Wayne Rooney story, and, he, and he's a man who has has the eye of the media wherever he goes. Yeah. Um I think we've we've noticed in the in the two statements. Firstly the the Eustace sacking and then obviously Gary Cook's open letter to supporters on on Tuesday that you know sixth place playing the way blues were playing, you know, that's kind of not good enough, you know? <laughs> so that's you know that that's that's obviously what they've said when they've sacked the manager in sixth. So um, you know, we are now looking at, at Rooney to, to maintain that. I, I was listening to to uh, the BBC WM phone in actually on Monday, and one fan rang in. I can't remember his name. My apologies, but and he said that you know I'm expecting Blues to finish sixth now because that's where we are right now when he's taken over. So you know, I think that's going to be the mentality of a lot of of a lot of supporters. Um, you know, and that's not to say you know if Wayne Rooney finishes ninth. And plays good football at times, and we can see the progress on the pitch that it won't be a good season because it probably will be. But because Blues are sixth when he's taking over, you know, it's difficult to say that you know there's going to be an uphill, you know, in terms of results and and progress in the championship when there are so many of the top, strong teams in the league. Um, you know, I don't want to say the only way is down. <laughs> if, Blues, if Blues finish, if Blues finish sixth in the championship, we're all celebrating a great season, aren't we? So, you know, it's about kind of maintaining this now. Um, it's going to be very difficult, and I do think fans will unite behind him now because, you know, football moves on so quickly, doesn't it? You know, Eustace was very popular. Decision was not popular to sack him, um, but Rooney's here now. He's got his own people here. This is what the owners who, to be in 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 defence of them, they have put a lot of money into the club over the summer and, and promised a lot of things and are working to make a better Birmingham City. They've made this call and now you've got to judge them fairly further down the line for this decision. You know, you've got to you know, support Wayne Rooney and, and give him a fair crack at it, to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as, we, as we've said, in one respect, it's a hospital pass. Mm. You know, in, in footballing parlance, 
you know, there aren't many players that you'd want to give a hospital pass to and expect him to control it, are you? Other than Wayne Rooney in his playing days, it's it's the big unknown is can he can he transform that ability on the pitch off it? So, really interesting times. What are your thoughts about um, about the coaching makeup, Alex? So we've got Ashley Cole, we've got yeah. John O'Shea, a familiar face in the name of Pete Shuttleworth, who's who's familiar to Blues fans, but maybe not got you know higher profile. And and Carl Robinson's the other one, isn't he? So let's let, let's just go just go, go through those one by one. What what are your thoughts about them? Yeah, I think obviously we know everyone knows Ashley Cole. Um, he's been doing the rounds coaching wise for for a number of years now. I know he was doing a lot of um, youth coaching at Chelsea, um, and he was obviously looking at it towards the end of his playing career, as most players do. He uh, he's worked twice under Lampard, Frank Lampard at uh, at Chelsea and Everton. Um, probably not successful spells last season, but he has taken the step of going into the England setup and working alongside Lee Carsley, who Blues fans will know. He's a very capable coach um, and he's going to keep that wrong. Um, say, similar with John O'Shea, really. He's he's currently the assistant for the Republic of Ireland national team and he's going to keep that role. He's been coaching for a little bit longer than Colin that he's been at Reading and Stoke in the championship. Um so those two massive names, you know, both play with Rooney during his career, clearly trusts them, clearly rates them. So um, no great surprise is that he's, he's got two people, you know, with similar winning abilities alongside him. Um, the other two are actually quite interesting, I think, because these this is where you kind of um, your proper coaches, you know, who've, who've been doing the yards for a, a long time now. Uh, come in. You've got Carl Robinson, who's been coaching for for ten years, over a decade in Australia, Canada, and you and the US in the last in the last you know year or whatever he's been with Rooney at, at DC. So obviously built up a bond. Rooney clearly rates him, which is why he's bringing him here. Uh, he started his career round here with Wolves, so uh, has a few links to the area as well. Um, but as you said before, he came to me, Pete Shuttleworth um, had five years at Blues in a, in a variety of roles, from scouting mm. to an analysis. Uh, before leaving to join Derby in 2020, he's he's the only one here who hasn't played professionally. He kind of came a bit more of an unconventional route into coaching, but I've read some things about him, and he sounds like a, an interesting character and and quite highly rated as a coach. So it'll be a it'll be interesting to see how kind of hands on he is, um, given that he's probably got more pitch time in terms of coaching than the others because his you know playing career would have ended earlier. Um, but yeah, it's and, and interestingly as well. You know, I think a lot of Blues fans will be pleased that that Mike Mike Taylor is going to stay on as goalkeeping coach. That should smooth the transition a little bit because he's obviously been a key player for use over the last fifteen months. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I look at I look at the, that combination, that quartet of coaches. Mm. It, it, I don't see how it's going to. I don't see the sort of the division of labour yet. How, how it's going going to break mm. down? Uh, I think what we had with with Eustace and his backroom team of um, of Matt Gardner, um, Keith Downing, uh, and and obviously Mike Taylor as goalkeeper coach. They, they did have, you know, very specific roles. Yeah. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see, for instance, who's doing the set pieces. Um, yeah. I'm very thankful Blues haven't gone down the route of a specialist set piece coach. Um, yeah. Um, Will it be O'Shea or or um, or Ashley Cole? You know, sort of working on the defensive shape or the the the, the play out of possession. Yeah. Um, be 
it would be lovely to go down and watch it in action, wouldn't it? You know, if they were to open open the doors and 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 allow mm. allow people in to to see, to see the see the dynamic between them all and the way they operate. But um, yeah, interesting. The other main player in this, Alex, is Gary Cook, and he's taken a lot of fire, hasn't he, for uh, for, for some of the statements that have that have been 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 put out. Cert- certainly, the, you know, the the first statement about with, with John Eustace. Mm. I thought it was on this. I don't really want to spend too much time on the um, on on what's gone because you know we are ground zero now, aren't we? Again, really, in terms of the nighthead time at the club. But just to say, I thought there were a couple barbs in the first one that were that were unnecessary. Um, with the with the comment, of the the open letters for fans again. I, you know, I thought that I still thought there were a couple of backhanded swipes as well in in that, yeah. um, albeit. It did serve as a reminder as to, as to what Knighthead are all about and what what they're trying to do. So, you know, the the stuff about the you know becoming more of a money ball numbers based recruitment yeah. team. I thought that was very interesting. Um, I was really pleased to see commitments to investing on the medical side because I know that was one of John Eustace's bugbears, wasn't mm. it? Just the number of injuries and and the reasons behind behind them and the lack of. You know, lack of ability to to keep players fit, and and also, you know, carrying on the the upgrades to St Andrews. So some really positive stuff in that, mixed in with some, mixed in with some swipes as well. What what are your thoughts? Do you have any any takes on on Gary Cook's body of work this week? Or, or yeah, or, I mean, maybe how he's viewed now. Yeah, I think we 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 know from Gary Cook's past that he can be, you know, he's fairly ruthless in some of the the decisions he makes and. And this probably falls into that category. I think the way Blues handled the first statement wasn't great, to be honest, given, you know, what Eustace had done last season, what he did over the summer this season, you know, because Eustace must have had it in his own mind. Um, you know, when he reported to, for pre-season back in late June, July, and oversaw that pre-season campaign that this might not last that much longer. Um, so the way he handled it over those three months, you know, with such professionalism to to get Blues into this healthy position they're now in, you know, was commendable. So I think he probably deserved a little bit more um, respect than that statement gave the first one. Um, but yeah, as Cook said, if they're not aligned, they're not aligned, and they've got to uh, got to move their separate ways, haven't they? Um, this this Rooney appointment, I think we're probably all going to put on Cook. You know, it's his man. We know there's that relationship there. We know he's got a, a strong relationship with uh, with Rooney's agent, Paul Stretford. He's made no secret of that in the past. Um, and there's obviously that Derby link where Cook would have become their CEO had um, the American Chris Kirchner bought them last year. So there's obviously that link there. Um, but yeah. Rooney's Rooney's got to do well for for Cook's sake because this is a, this is almost like a case of you know I'd say back in 2017 when when Blues did a point Zola without wanting to go back down that route again yeah. but you know Panos Pavlakis took the took the blame for that didn't he so um, mm. it's it's similar to that in that Cook it you know really needs Rooney to be successful otherwise fans will look back at this and and rightly point the finger. Do you know what was uh, memorable from that time was. Um... Was the press conference when Gianfranco Zola was yeah. uh, was was unveiled, and the poor guy was sat on a table on his own, and he was yeah. answering question. He was answering questions, dealing with the anger of of Gary of people, from people with Gary Rowett sacking, uh, yeah. and that wasn't 
you know we can debate whether that was <laughs> what role he had in that but um but he didn't have any support from the club you know there were people hiding but hiding behind the, the hopefully that the, the hope that Gianfranco Zola would you know sparkle and and shine through the room and you know everyone would come away feeling warm, warm and fuzzy I do yeah. hope I'm not saying this is a, exactly the same situation uh, but I do hope that when he does his press conference that there is a member of the board senior management team somebody sat with Rooney answering the questions that aren't for Wayne Rooney you know mm. Wayne Rooney shouldn't be answering why was John Eustace sacked yeah you know it's, exactly. it's uh, those are for those are for other people uh, exactly. so if 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 Gary Cook really is if Wayne Rooney sorry really is Gary Cook's man and Gary Cook needs for me Gary Cook needs to be needs to be sat by and taking a few of those questions on you know whenever that press conference is yeah I've been under the impression that that will happen to be honest um right. which I think is is the right thing to do um we're expecting the press conference to be tomorrow so it's going to be a quick turnaround um but yeah yeah it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see you know what questions Gary Cook ends up taking and how he how he responds to those questions because you know I think it's fair that he he answers you know as well as the positives of bringing Wayne Rooney and how they want that to work going forward but also probably in more depth why they got rid of the uh, the last manager because you know saying you're not aligned what are they not aligned on you know what was the specific thing that that kind of triggered it. That's that's I think what we need to know at this stage. Then we can just kind of move on and and focus on Wayne Rooney's blues. I think the only thing we can we can guess at is playing style. And yeah. you know, I yeah. made, spoke about it at the top of the show. Um really interesting to see how you how you how you change a playing style on the hoof with the with the same players. So yeah, yeah that, that will be interesting. Um Alex, should we move on to some some questions? Because yeah. there, there are an awful lot. Um, Steve from Twitter um, says, presumably we are looking to bring in even better quality into the side, but obviously it takes more money. Will FFP hamper us or are we bringing major investment in terms of commercial deals? This is absolutely the crux mm-hmm. of, uh, of what Knighthead... And I think this appointment is all about, isn't it? It's, mm. it's 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 the revenue side of the FFP equation. Yeah, I mean, brand Rooney. There aren't many bigger brands in in football, are there? Um, you know, he's a huge name. Has his own commercial deals. Um, will be able to bring the benefit of that to Birmingham City, and they will benefit from you know his huge following on on social media. I think he's got seventeen million followers on X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, so yeah, I think around the same on Instagram as well. So he's huge, you know, in terms of, I think this is bigger than bringing Tom Brady into the, into the fold, just from my, my personal perspective, you know, Rooney's a household name in football. Ultimately is football fans that blues are are wanting to appeal to, you know, you're going to probably notice Man United fans will take more of an interest in blues than ever before. Um, whether they take such an interest or so kind of welcoming when blue if blues gets to the premier league with Wayne Rooney as manager is another thing but as things stand with blues in the championship and no threat to them you presume they will some of them will take an interest in blues i think that's probably what knight are banking on as well england fans you know rooney's an icon in this country footballing wise um so it's 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 a big deal i think a really big deal um as far as the question goes with ffp yeah 
you know, commercially, that's where the money's going to be made, isn't it? Now they've they've yeah. done that. I think they mentioned in the statement the other day that uh, they've created a a thing called the Alliance at the stadium, which is being used to host um, potential sponsors, potential commercial partners. Um, and the appointment of Wayne Rooney is only going to to ramp up the number of people that want to invest their money and time in, in Birmingham City, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, you know, he's a, he's a huge face and they'll all want to be part of it now. So, um, so yeah. But as far as, as far as transfers go, I think the, one of the interesting points I noticed in the in the statement announcing Rooney, you know, we, we know he's going to be the manager, not the head coach. Um, and the main thing we take from that, I think, is that he's going to have a big say, if not the deciding say, on transfers the club completes. Um, you know, John Eustace was always quite insistent as a head coach that ultimately Craig Gardner, who was technical director, would lead that side with the recruitment team. But this made it clear that Wayne Rooney will work alongside Craig Gardner to identify targets and uh, for the upcoming transfer windows, so that's a, that's a big thing. Wayne Rooney has not has not joined Birmingham City to to not sign any of his own players in January. Let's be honest. Um, mm. There's going to be money invested. Knight would have promised him that, and I'm sure they will find ways to get around FFP and you know comply with FFP whilst also helping the manager. Yeah, absolutely. So just to make it absolutely explicit the ffp thing obviously is is regarding the the amount of losses that you're permitted mm. um now the, the one way to offset losses is you can either not spend much money or you can increase the amount of money that you are, that you are bringing in and this is what the the whole thing's aimed at already blues have been on the front page of one national newspaper and on the back of four or five others just mm. in the last just in the last 24 hours and that was before he was even appointed they'll be back there tomorrow morning won't they so mm. this is this is the kind of profile that that Gary Cook and Tom Wagner can now go to their investors and say look you know th- this is this is where this club is now this is this is in the you know very much more so in the public eye it's, it's not just sort of lingering in in you know in the nether regions of, of the championship um, yeah, it, it is absolutely an easier sell um, to, to 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 all the sponsors and the investors and the people who want to come and have corporate events with 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 the opportunity to meet Wayne Rooney at the end of, at, at the end of the match or something like that. So, and you picture. know, there 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 is absolutely a method to this, isn't there? I'm not going to call it madness. I'm going to call it boldness. But there is a method to the to their boldness, isn't there? And uh, but it it all hangs on the fact that the results need to come on the pitch don't they and this is absolutely where the where the where where this move will be decided whether it's going to be a success or a failure well exactly because i mean i was i was talking to you about this again yesterday that um you know there's only so so long the increased media attention is going to last like i guarantee within a month if things aren't going, you know, as, as planned and Blues are sweeping aside all before them, um, you know, before a, a box standard championship midweek home game against Rotherham or something, you know, the media presence will will evaporate. It'll only be the, the yeah. same people that were there, you know, for John Eustace's final press conference, which is probably us, uh, BBC, WM and maybe ITV or, or local, local news. You know, you're not going to get the Nationals there all the time. Um, unless obviously everything's going well and Wayne Rooney's saying great things and giving great lines away and stuff. Um, so the most important thing and how you generate 
increased you know interest which also leads to revenue is by getting to the premier league by on-field success you know there's there's no no other way around it um and that's what blues need first and foremost to get to the premier league then this 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 project that everyone keeps talking about becomes you know it goes nuclear and becomes massive um but that you know there's only one way there and that's to get promoted and we need to now see what Wayne Rooney's uh, was is made of in the dugout, and if he can bring that to, to Blues. Yeah, which is going back to where kind of where we came in, isn't it? Really, it's a great mm. opportunity. Um, if if it does explode, then then it this could be the, arguably the you know the best the best decision and the greatest moment in in Birmingham City's history. You know, apart from the League Cup, the League Cup. But uh, if it doesn't go as well, then. You know, it becomes it becomes another expensive mistake, doesn't it? So, mm. um, a couple of other questions are just just going to take um, somebody called Bruv eighteen seventy five. I'm going to paraphrase. <laughs> what, I'm going to paraphrase what he's he said um, because I don't think we can really mention bedwetters on on this podcast. But so I'm going to I'm going to paraphrase, <laughs> um, and I think this is important to remember at this stage is that uh, we support the team and not the individual managers. Wagner and Co were the best thing to happen to BCFC in decades. I mean, there's there's not a counterpoint to that, is, it? is there? No, no. I think we spoke about this after the Eustace second, although we both you know, thought the timing of it was, was a way off. Um, this is a, a man and you know his, his investors behind him have come here. They've put a lot of money into Birmingham City. They've taking a chance on a club when not a lot of people, not a lot of other people would. Um, and they've promised grand things for the, for the city as well. They seem genuinely interested in growing Birmingham city alongside Birmingham city center. So I think, you know, you kind of, we can let this one slide if it turns out. Okay. You know, we can, we might be looking at it in, in two months and saying, what what was all the fuss about? You know, Birmingham City are marching up the championship table. Wayne Rooney's got them playing absolutely magnificent football. Um, you know, and everything's going brilliantly. There's obviously the other sides that which you've already mentioned, but um, I think you know, as as supporters, as as journalists, you've you've got to trust that the decision they've made does prove does turn out to be right in the end. Um, you know, there's clearly a, a methodology behind it, and we've got to trust that. And then, obviously, if it does go wrong, ask questions, and you might not be so kind of um, blase about the next big decision they make. Some interesting points here. I'm just going to flash this this one up uh, from Harry. I think Wayne could address some of the ne- negativity by acknowledging the good work John Eustace has done, mm. and it's given him a great foundation to build on. Uh, it wouldn't harm him to say it, but given how true it is, it would help. I think that's a really good point from Harry there. Absolutely. Um, hopefully he does do that uh, because he's not in this situation where many managers are, where they're, they're, they're coming into um, you know, coming to a failing or broken team. Um, yeah, I, I like that point from Harry. Yeah, yeah, I really do as well. And I remember, again, because the parallel is so obvious, but going back to the Zola route thing, um, I remember in the Zola press conference, I'm sure he made, you know, he mentioned that he wanted to speak to Gary Rowett about that, uh, about the way it was, and obviously get his take on the playing squad. And I remember, I think I covered for you a few weeks later or maybe months later. And um, and 
asked him whether he had a chance to do that and he hadn't. So I don't know if those two ever, ever spoke after that about that. But I, I would like to think that Wayne Rooney will, will you know, get John Hughes' number from someone at the club and and not just, you know, and, and get his kind of insight into this squad because no one knows them better, really, do they? You know, John Hughes has coached this team now for, for three months, some of them a lot longer than that. He knows each player inside out. Um, and no one else the, uh, inside the club will have that intimate training insight into these players. So um, I think that would be a, a very good thing to do and a very wise move. Yeah, just uh, Paul Hipkiss has made this point, which is which is another good one. Um, hopefully it's a similar impact yeah. of Vincent Company at, at Burnley. Um, yeah, now what I would say to that, Paul, is Vincent Company had success in Belgium, hadn't he, mm. um, before, before he came to the Championship. Uh, but he did step into a you know to a similar American-backed um, yeah. club, who were you know very keen to get get back into into the Premier League. Now, what Burnley had, I think, was was the luxury of of parachute payments, didn't they? Um, but I think what we did see, and and this is where this is where the point is quite interesting, is we we associate Burnley with the old Sean Dyche up and out and long ball, two centre forwards, direct football, don't we? Vincent mm. Company presided over as attractive a an exciting and expansive young Burnley team as as I've seen in the in the Championship. Um, so that was done in a in a in a summer and off season rather rather than mid season, and that mm. that for me is, is is a little bit where the you know where it becomes tricky because Rooney doesn't want to go in and change too much. Mm. I don't think. Because again, we don't really want to go back too much back to Zola, but that's certainly where I think even he would admit and has admitted uh, since since what since his run of two wins in half a season was the fact that he tried to take to change too much too quickly. Yeah, I think if you look at the one of one of the things in the statement as well, Nancy Marie's arrival was about developing a young team, and Blues have got a lot of young players, you know. I think I was speaking to I was speaking to John Eustace uh, a couple of weeks ago about Dion Sanders, and he said one of the reasons he gave him the captaincy was because, you know, it was a it was a young group, a lot of whom are younger than Sa- even Sanderson, who I think he's twenty three coming twenty four. So, it's a young squad, um, you know, many of them I'd imagine will be huge Wayne Rooney fans, having idolised him when he was playing for for England back in the day and Manchester United. So. Um, there's, there's, he can put his own stamp on this team. I think they'll, they'll, they'll need a few additions in in January. I reckon, you know, you'll need the striker we spoke about last week potentially. I think if they want to play a better brand of football, you're going to need a more progressive holding midfield player who can, who can move the ball more quickly alongside Bielik. Um, you know, but there's not the 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 strength is there. I think the options are there. You just need a few tweaks here and there, and he'll obviously have a look at this team over the next couple of months and decide what to do. But um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good squad. It is a good squad. It's certainly not beyond beyond the realms of possibility to see Siriki Dembele and Jay Stansfield and Koji Miyoshi and Keshi Anderson all playing really exciting football, is it? You know, mm-hmm. I, it, that's the final third. It's how they get there for me. Um, yeah. can, you, you know, can John Ruddy... Um, you know, do what the keeper at Man City does. Can you know? Can can Dion and uh, and and Kevin Long play play their way up, up through the thirds? And as you said, there, you know, when 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 the ball's played into Belix's feet or Sunich's feet or whoever whoever's feet may be in the in the holding position, 
can they turn and go past a player or carry you know physically carry the ball forward or have that range of passing that 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 makes the that makes the pitch big again mm. um that it's it's that I agree with you it's like is that sort of quarterback role isn't it that, yeah. that's re- really gonna 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 set this up and then the other thing you do is if you do make the pitch big you put an awful lot of pressure on your two two central defenders or or your, your back four they've got to win their one-on-ones haven't they yeah. um so this will be challenging for Dion and it will be challenging for Kevin Long um but but that there are there is strength in depth there are there are other options there so yeah interesting from that point of view yeah um one of the things i wanted to come on to um is a question we've had from another 1875 kc off twitter um is there any insight into how wayne's teams play um and almost like we said earlier it is a, a little bit unknown because i think the two clubs that rooney has managed um I don't think he's necessarily had the players or conditions to play how he might want. A little bit like John Eustace last season at Blues in that they were very functional at times, you know, ultra-defensive and focusing too much on counter-attacks and, you know, limiting the opposition rather than, you know, playing the way Eustace would have wanted because of the hand he was dealt. Um, I think there's an element of that with Rooney, especially at Derby. Um, from what I'm told, they played a little bit similar to the way Blue set up in that they were more counter-attack based. Um, but, you know, we all watch Wayne Rooney, the player. Um, it was a joy to watch him, you know, when he was at Manchester United in England. So you can imagine, and I'm sure we'll get more more insight when we, when we get the chance to speak to him, that in an ideal world, he would want his team to, to play in his image, you know, attacking football. Um, aggressive football and um, I think that would excite all Blues fans um, but yeah we can only you can only play with how, how he feels comfortable with that that's how I would imagine he will want to play um, rather than how his teams at, at DC and, and Darwin play yeah and you, you we were talking about this last night Alex it was, it was how Rooney invent, reinvented himself as a player when maybe some of that yeah. that real fast twitch explosive athleticism left him um, he reinvented himself as a more of a deep line ball playing um, sort of num- number ten um, advanced midfielder kind of player. Uh, you don't think Wayne Rooney, uh, you know, has, has forgotten how to play through the thirds? Of course he hasn't. You know, mm. it's it's abs- it's you know he's got one of one of the things he did have apart from all those physical attributes was even as a very young player he had a real good footballing brain, didn't he? Oh, when, yeah. he when he was a player, so. You know that 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 won't won't have gone away. Reese, I'm going to say I hope that's haven't butchered your name too much. Reese, Reese Johnson. Uh, my worry is what is done to the dressing room. What's the effect on the players? They were clearly a close knit squad. Uh, I think that's a, that's a, also a fair point um, because yeah, unity unity was a big thing. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, we we've spoken about this at length as well. This is my biggest concern. Um, don't get me wrong, all these Blues players, I've said before, will will be aware of Wayne Rooney having watched him when they've been growing up and learning their own trade and admiring him. Um, and it's probably got nothing to do with him, this question. Um, I think it comes down to more that they wouldn't have expected Eustace to be uh, to be sacked. So, especially so soon after, after two victories and probably their two most impressive attacking performances of the season. Um, he was hugely popular, or he's hugely popular with the players. Um, many of whom he was integral to bring into the club in the summer and in the previous summer. So, um, we'll, we'll, the answer to that question is we are going to find out 
probably in the next month or two, you know, how they feel about this change. Um, because, you know, I'm sure they're not going to come out and say we absolutely don't agree with this decision because, that you know, ultimately they're paid by the club. They're not they're not going to say anything like that. But um, how quickly they adapt to, to Wayne Rooney's methods will probably tell us more than anything. Yeah, when when this was all sort of cracking off on on Sunday and Monday, I spoke to somebody who said, "Oh, you know what players are like? It's the the king is dead. Long live the king!" Um, and they mm. they'll be interested in getting in the first team, and, yeah. and you you do that by doing what the manager asks you to do, don't you? So, mm. um, that yeah, I'm I'm sad that that, that that's that that whole vibe has has been been broken, but I don't necessarily think it's it's insurmountable. I don't I don't yeah. see the Blues players suddenly sort of downing tools or you know going around with with, with long faces uh, they're, they're not either no they're not they're a good bunch and they are sixth in the championship aren't they as well they've got plenty yeah. plenty to play for and a lot of these young lads are at important stages of their career aren't they the mm. the, the, the ethan lairds and, and the dions and and, pe- and people like that and lee buchanan they're, they're going to want to play to have successful careers still um so yeah, yeah. um just Maybe a couple more. Stevens asked, do you think the players were told when they signed for Blues that they'd be playing for Rooney by November and not John? Um, I mean, I don't... Listen, there was talk, wasn't there, Stephen? There's been talk for for weeks, arguably months, about Rooney coming in. I don't... If you're asking me for my opinion, I don't think that's the way it would have been sold. I Mm. I really don't. You know, I I think... Someone like Deion Sanders was very much coming yeah. to play for John, wasn't he, Alex? Yeah, and also I, mean, I made this point earlier in the week, but Christian Bielik, you know, he's played under both managers. Um, you know, John Eustace speaking about him after the uh, West Brom game and saying how he came to play for me. You know, I pushed really hard for this transfer. You know, so a lot of them would have come to play for for John Eustace, um, and obviously it was it was all led by Craig Garner, who deserves credit for the recruitment as well. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't subscribe to that, although it probably has been in the offing for a long time in, in the owners' owners' minds. Um, I don't subscribe to the players would have been told about Rooney. I don't think that had yeah. been in the offing at the time. Yeah. Just one more final point, Alex, and then, then we will wrap it up, I think, is... Every squad's got players that didn't necessarily not get, not not get on, but they didn't get the opportunities they would have mm. wanted under previous managers. Do you think there's any of those in in blue squad? It's a small small group, I think. But there are there are there. There's one one who I think could will benefit from the the change in manager and potentially a change in style and system if if Rooney does indeed change formation as well, and that's Jordan James. Um, he's the player I've watched this season and he's not played an awful lot of minutes um, and just wondered where is he going to fit in if Eustace persists with this system because he doesn't fit into it. Um, not in the way Eustace was using it anyway. You know, he wasn't one of the holding midfield players because Eustace liked that liked that solid defensive structure. He impressed in pre-season on the right side of the three attacking players, but probably not enough at the early early weeks of the season when he was given chance and he got that start against Plymouth. He didn't do enough to keep that place. Um, and that's not his natural position. You know, he's, he's naturally a number eight, I would say, um, who can score the occasional goal or will score the occasional goal in his career. So I think he's one player who could really benefit from this. The other, and um, the other, I'd say Scott Hogan, 
purely because he was not out the picture, but out the team in the final week under Eustace. And, you know, Jay Stansfield was playing through the middle and playing well through the middle, even though he didn't score. Um, Hogan, obviously, his confidence looked shot after that that game against Millwall when he missed the penalty. So, you know, having Wayne Rooney, arguably England's greatest ever striker, coaching you each day and giving you pointers and tips can't help. And Hogan's also a Man United fan as well, I believe. So, you know, having Rooney around will will be something that he he can get on board with, I'd imagine. So, so yeah, those two players, I think, Jordan James and, and Scott Hogan, the two, I think, you know, will be looking to benefit from this most because the others, although they'll be, you know, given new ideas and new information. They've already been doing well this season. I think those two, James and, and Hogan, will probably benefit the most from, from a change. Thank you, Alex. Um, thank you, everybody. Loads of comments today. Uh, really appreciate your interest as ever. Um, I think what there's so much that's unknown. Um, it'll it'll either go really well or really badly. But one thing we can be sure of, it'll be probably be quite spectacular and very interesting. So... Thank you, Alex, for your time and thank everybody else for the, for your interest and uh, I'll sign off in the usual way uh, with a keep right on.